Hey, welcome back to the show. Today, I've got five questions. These are just Q&A questions that I get asked a lot about actually my day-to-day life of running a fund. I want to walk you guys through them right here. Boom, people, welcome back to the show. Today, we're gonna do a little Q&A, okay? So I've got a bunch of questions lined up from people that have asked me a lot of common questions and I wanna go through them today. Okay, the questions I'm gonna talk about are number one, what does the average fund manager day look like and where do you spend your time doing the most? Number two, what do you love most about being a fund manager? Number three, what do you dislike most about being a fund manager? Number four, what personality temperament is best suited for the role? And number five, what are some downsides or risks that I need to consider before starting and launching my own fund? This should be a good episode, so let's dive into it. So number one, what does the average fund manager day look like? Now, this depends a lot on the type of fund you're running. So it'll be a vastly different for from a private equity fund versus a real estate fund versus a hedge fund. And it'll vary depending on what you do inside of that fund. If you're the expert investor person, if you're the fund manager or you're the money raiser, if you're the money raiser person at the beginning of your funds life cycle, you're going to be pretty busy, right? You got to raise a lot of money. You're talking to investors, you're helping people out. But once the money's raised and deployed, I mean, you're, you're not doing a month. You're not doing a lot, right? You're helping manage investors capital. You answer a phone call here. You make sure they get their tax returns, whatever it is. And maybe you're jumping in and helping other parts of the business. Once the money's raised though, it'll shift over to the expert investor. They've got to deploy the capital. They've got to go buy the stocks. They've got to go buy the real estate or, or buy those businesses, whatever they're going to do. And if you're the fund manager, you're going to be managing investor capital, capital calls, distributions, legal compliance. And there's usually, it's pretty busy for, for all times of the year, what, what's going on in that fund manager circle. But for me personally, I can speak my own experience. The day in the life of a fund manager, a lot of my stuff is putting out fires. I, uh, I love Gary Vee. will talk about, he's like, I'm a fireman. <laughs> I think that's true with all businesses, right? The, the system system runs and then something breaks or, or some, a deal goes bad or whatever it is. And you've got to jump in and figure it out. And I feel like a lot of my day is, is doing that. Now, when everything's running great, typically I've, I've built enough systems. You guys have heard me talk about previously with CEOs are really good at building systems. I've been thinking about that for the last couple of years and I've been building systems that hopefully will run when I'm not there. So if the system's running, I actually don't do a lot. And it's actually really nice. Being a fund manager is awesome because once you buy the asset, once it's working, Yes, you need to follow up that you got to check on it, but it's running, it's it's doing it's it's doing it, right? But that'll vary depending on, you know, if you're an active trader, if you're buying buy and hold, long-term strategy, whatever it is, it'll change what your day looks like. So probably not the best answer there. Sorry about that. But I'll give you a few things that kind of happens in the a fund manager's life and what you're doing. Which goes into our second question. Number two, what do you love most about being a fund manager? For me, there's a few things. Number one is I love, love getting my investors a high return. Nothing makes me more excited than when I write checks for investors and I send it to them and I say, hey, we got this awesome month or quarter or year, here's your check. And to know some high net worth individual gets that check, they know that it came from me and my investments and my working. So number one, seriously, that's my favorite thing is giving my investors huge checks. Number two for me is we do loans and a lot of our loans get invested into small businesses. I love helping out small businesses grow and seeing what our loans and lending can do for them. It's cool to actively be involved with small business growth. And number three, and finally, I think it's just, it's cool to manage a lot of money. You open up your bank account and you got a lot of money in there and you are the person that, that has been deemed responsible to manage that money. I don't know, that's just as cool to, to sleep at night a little bit, be like, wow, I, I, I manage that much money. It's a responsibility, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I think that's a pretty cool part of the job. And to know that investors invested in you to take care of that, their investment to take care of their hard earned dollars inside of your fund. 
I think that's pretty cool. Number three, what do you dislike most about being a fund manager? I would say there's a few things. Number one would be compliance and government regulations. Like most businesses, the government loves to come in and mess things up. It's especially true with funds. I would argue that's probably the hardest part to understand. That's kind of why we made this podcast and show is to help people not worry about that as much, to help you overcome a lot of these laws and changes and stuff that goes on. And then I'd also say like most businesses putting out fires, right? Things blow up and things don't work right. And it's, it's something breaks and you've got to figure it out. The only scary part is you're managing a lot of other people's money. Your risks become higher because it, it's, it's compounded over a lot of investments. Now that's kind of a good thing and a bad thing. I kind of like that though. I like that responsibility. I like that stress, but I would say the two things is regulation, governments coming in and trying to mess things up or change laws, whatever they do. And then number two, putting out fires. All right. Number four, it's a really good question. Actually, what personality or temperament is required or necessary for the role of a fund manager? The first thing I'll say is you need a deep sense of integrity. You should not even consider getting into this business. If you have a hard time being honest with other people's money and in all aspects of your life, if you can't be honest to your spouse or to your kids or whoever it is, you have no business managing other people's money because there are so many opportunities for you to steal money somehow from the fund and embezzle money or commit fraud or lie to your investors. And sometimes it's tempting. If you have a bad month, it's tempting to lie to your investors and say, hey, it's, it's actually not as bad as you know what it is. I'm gonna make it up over the next six months. That is how most fraud starts is some fund manager had a really poor month. They don't want to report that to their investors. So they say, hey, hey, you know, things are going okay. I'm going to make it up though over the next seven or eight months. We'll, we'll do some more risky investments. And what happens is they lose even more and more and more money. And they keep lying to investors. And either they'll do a couple things. Either they'll come clean, say, hey, sorry, I was lying. This is what actually it is. Or they'll raise more money from other investors, put it in, and then they start a Ponzi scheme where they're paying out their first investors with new investors money. Now, I just got to say this, you're going to get caught. No matter, you might run it for a year or two years, even five years. Bernie Madoff ran a Ponzi scheme for 30 years, which is the most wild thing to me. I can't, I still, like I have another podcast on him. It's, it's crazy. 30 years running a Ponzi scheme. You're going to get caught though eventually. So when starting on this game, it's not worth it. It's not going worth going to prison. It's not worth all the, the judgments and whatever is going to happen to you if you do not have a deep sense of integrity and honesty. Where behind closed doors, you're still going to be honest with every single person's money inside of your fund. Now, obviously there's a lot of checks and balances and stuff that happens so that you can't commit fraud. But at the root of things, if you're not a deeply honest and deeply have integrity, you just should not get in this game. I'm sorry, you just shouldn't be in this game. So that'd be the first thing I would say for your temperament or your personality, you need to have a deep sense of honesty. Now, number two, I'll say a lot of funds are managed differently. You had Tiger, a huge hedge fund on Wall Street. They Their management style was very alpha male. They brought on these alpha male type people. They'd go skydiving, rock climbing, all this kind of stuff. And that was their management style. It was very cutthroat, very to the point, very matter of fact. Other funds that are investing into different spaces, maybe they're investing into diversity or other uh, emerging markets, might have a totally different management style. So you could have a very strong personality, very passive personality. It doesn't, I don't think it really matters. I've seen a lot of investors and, and fund managers come from all different walks of life and different personalities, all the way from the wolf of Wall Street down to the nice puppy dog, you know, nice invest, <laughs> investor. I've seen all of them in between and, they, and it works depending on what they're investing in. But I'll go back to being the first thing I'll say is a deep sense of honesty and integrity is one of the most crucial things you need. Okay, and then finally, any downsides or risks to consider before starting a fund? It's actually a very fair question. I would say this too, uh, starting a fund is not an easy business to start, okay? If you have never started a business in your life and your fund is your first business, just buckle up and be, be ready to get into that. 
Okay, it's not like setting up a little drop shipping store. It's not like setting up a little restaurant. I feel like setting up a fund is like an extra level of entrepreneurship. You're setting up a business and then also raising money from investors for that business to invest it in other places. I've started a lot of business in my life. Before I started my fund, I started six businesses and my fund was definitely the most complex, most technical. So listening to this podcast, watching our stuff is a great way to prepare for that. Now, potential risks and reward. Reward is huge inside of the fund space because you can scale to the moon. You're managing capital and you can scale all the way up to the deck of billion, hundred billion dollar range. There's huge, massive funds that give huge returns to their fund managers. Now, the other side of the coin of that is the risks of managing and controlling other people's money. Anytime you take someone else's money, there's an extra layer of risk that happens. That you are now on the hook because you have their capital, you have their investment. And you have a fiduciary responsibility to that investor. So I would just say, make sure to understand that before you get in this game. Is that once you grab investors capital, once you start doing it, you can't just wake up one day and just say, nah, you know what? I'm not gonna run my drop shipping store anymore. I'm just gonna stop, I'm gonna do something else. I mean, you're, you're in, you've got hundreds of thousands, maybe even millions of dollars of investors capital and they're counting on you to wake up every morning and work. So there's an extra level of, I would say risk factor there where you're managing other people's capital, but also you get a huge potential reward by doing so. All right, so hopefully that answers the five questions. Those are actually really good questions. I think might help you along your journey about getting into this fun space, running a fund, starting all this. If you guys like this video, hit subscribe or like or comment. If you guys can leave us a review, that would be awesome. If you haven't checked out our free Facebook group as well, I go live in there once a week. Um, pretty awesome. And we have other webinars and stuff. We got a whole system of things. You know, If you guys want to learn more, there's plenty to learn. Just send us a message or DM or whatever and we can send all of it to you. So you guys are awesome. I'll see you next episode. Bye. I've spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious fund managers around. And now I've decided to take the plunge and start my own fund. The real question is, how will I do it with no investors and without an Ivy League degree? This podcast is going to give you the answer. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we start and build multi-million dollar investment funds. I'm Bridger Pennington, and this is Investment Fund Secrets. Hey, what's going on? Wasn't that awesome? So what we've done is made a Facebook group that is free to the public. You've got to opt in and join it, but I go live in there every single Wednesday to walk through your questions, do live Q&A and walk through new topics. So if you want to connect with me, want me to answer your questions directly, join our Facebook group. It's Investment Fund Secrets. If you go online, you'll see it. We have a private group for our mastermind members. It's not that one. It's our free group. You guys can hop in, get questions answered, meet other people starting funds and, and join our Investment Fund Secrets family. If you guys are interested, Go to Facebook Investment Fund Seekers. I'll see you guys inside.